Hello beautiful people, my name is Oyinla Larekbe. Welcome to Anything Goes. Today we're going to be looking at the part two of Where Are You? I hope you did get a chance to listen to part one because in part one, we did a dissection of the first two questions that God ever asked mankind. We know that Adam is translated in the Hebrew text as mankind. So the first two questions that God ever asked mankind was, where are you and who told you? Now, the first part one, I only did um, where are you and who told you. I didn't talk about the remaining part of the sentence. It says, who told you that you were naked? And today I'm going to talk about that part. And I'm also going to talk about it in correlation with Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 to 8, which, which is another part of the Bible that we're going to be looking at. Now, um, I want you to know that the reason that I started this podcast with this um, topic, where are you, is... So that it gives us a, a sense of identification, really, and for us to know um, what is important. Yes, because it's really important that you fulfill that which that you have been given and fulfill the talents and the gifts that God has equipped you with. So let me start with um, verse 5 of Jeremiah chapter 1, and I'm reading from the Amplified Version. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you and approved of you as my chosen instrument. And before you were born, I consecrated you to myself as my own. I have appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Verse 6, Then I said, Ha, Lord, behold, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a young man. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am only a young man, because everywhere I send you, you shall go. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be hostile, do not be afraid of them or their hostile faces, for I am with you always to protect you and deliver you, says the Lord. Now I'm going to go back and just read it and take it line by line, okay? Before I form you in the womb. Now in the message translation, it actually says, before I shaped you in the womb. Now this really goes a long way to show how much God is really invested in us. Like he's thoroughly invested in us. Before I formed you in the womb, before I shaped you, before you were fetus, before you were an embryo, I knew you and I approved of you as my chosen instrument. Now we know what instruments are. For example, you have a guitar. That's an instrument. It's a stringed instrument. The same thing with a violin. And then you have the piano. They all have purposes for which they were made. And when they are played correctly, they have a, they are pleasing to the ear. Right? So... So it is that you are an instrument and that you have a specific purpose. And when you fulfill that purpose, the Bible says in Genesis that when, when God looked at everything they created, that he created, he said it was good. So you were, fulfill, you, you, you were created for a specific purpose and that purpose was good. Do I, 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 I don't necessarily need to remind us of Jeremiah of that 29 verse 11 that says that I know the thoughts I have for you, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you hope in the future and give you an expected end. So we know that his purposes for us are good. And so even here, and when he tells Jeremiah, when Jeremiah was first called by God, that before I formed you in the womb, I knew you and I approved of you as my chosen instrument. In Psalm 139, it actually says, how much God really knows us. The Bible talks about the fact that God is intimately acquainted with our ways. It says, I know you're sitting and you're standing, you're waking and you're sleeping. In verse 4, it says, before I speak, before the words are firmed in my mouth, before I talk, 
Lord, you know what I'm about to say. That's how much invested it is in us. That's how much he really cares about us. That much, that's how much he really wants to know what's going on with us. And so when he asked mankind, where are you? It's not a question of location. It's not like when, it's, it's not, it's not like when a, a boy hits up a girl and he's like, hey, babe, what's up? And she's like, I'm fine. And he's like, oh, um, what are you doing? And then she says what she's doing. And then he says, oh, where are you? It's not a question of location. It's a question of identity. It's a question of purpose. It's a question of fulfillment. It's everything. And so the truth is that this, who we're supposed to be and where we are in, in fulfilling that purpose that God has for us, it's not, it's, it's, it's not just about us. Guess what? It, it, it really does go far beyond us. It concerns a lot of people and it affects generations. For example, we have people like <clears throat> Muhammad Ali. <clears throat> if he wasn't a boxer, I don't know what he would have been. Like if he was a lawyer or something else, then he wouldn't have fulfilled the purpose for which God created him. And he wouldn't have inspired millions of other people to actually fulfill their dreams of becoming boxers. You have people like um, Michael Faraday that invented the electric motor. If he did not invent the electric motor, we wouldn't have the blender, the washing machine, the electric fan, and basically most rotating devices. And then I'm, I'm not sure how that's going to work, really. Or, or we have people like um, Thomas Edison that invented, the light, that, that invented the light bulb. Or we have people like um, Albert Einstein and his theory of relativity and how he correctly calculated the formula of speed of light, E equals to MC squared, you know. Or someone like Martin Luther King, I have a dream. Or, or Benjamin Franklin or Abraham Lincoln. Um, Michael Jackson, the king of pop. We know what music does to the soul. It literally refreshes the soul. If all of these people had not fulfilled the talents that they had been given by God, they had not fulfilled the purposes for which they were created, then even as they are dead, no one is going to remember them. But some of them are dead now. And their work, that which they have done, still lives after them. So this goes a long way to tell us that what you do and you fulfilling it really doesn't just affect you. It affects millions of people, generations to come. And you have no idea who... Whose destiny or whose purpose is aligned with yours in such a way that when you fulfill yours, he or she's own is also going to be fulfilled. When Jesus was talking about the parable of the sower, he said that when the seed was planted in good soil, that it's replenished in 30-fold, in 60-fold, in 100-fold. The minimum was 30-fold. That's to show you how much, if you fulfill your talents, how much people is going to affect and how much is also going to affect you so greatly beyond your wildest imagination his thoughts towards us are good and not of evil so he really wants to replenish us it says go forth multiply replenish be fruitful so if you're doing what he has called you to do rest assured that you are going to be fruitful at it and so um in jeremiah chapter 5 B, it says, I have appointed you as a prophet to the nations now we know that a prophet is someone that's speaks the mind of God. Now, every single one of us are prophets. As long as God has given unto you abilities and you fulfill it by manifesting these abilities, you are a prophet. You are so special. If he knew you before you were born, if, if, if he knew you and he consecrated you, consecration means set aside, sanctification. It means that he has set you aside and set you apart and you're different and you're extraordinary and you are supposed to fulfill a purpose that would affect not just you but generations to come. And so he's checking up on you and saying, where are you in doing this? What have you done so far? And if you're like Jeremiah and you're doubting yourself, he said, oh, 
um, I'm only a young man. It says, who told you you're only a young man? Who told you that you were naked? Who's telling you what I didn't tell you? Who's put in your mind what I didn't put in your mind? Because he said, he said in, um, he said in, um, verse, verse, I'm coming. Hold on. Okay. So here, cause I, I really want to go to the particular verse. He said in verse seven that do not say I only a young man because everywhere I send you, you shall go and whatever I command you, you shall speak. So even when you don't know what to say, even when you don't know what to, what to do, even know when you don't know how to act, is going to be with you and guide you and lead you and help you. The Bible says that who is man that thou art mindful of, or the son of man that thou visit him? For thou art made him a little lower than the angels, and thou art crowned with glory and honor. He made him a little lower than the angels. Now, that angels in the Hebrew text is actually translated to Elohim. And Elohim means God. Now, because the Hebrew text doesn't have capital letters, so that God is, could be gods, which is like pagan gods, or it could be gods in Genesis chapter 1 when God said, let us create man in our own image. That let us was actually signifying God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Or that it could be God himself. So literally, it just means that God has made him a little lower than the angels, so it could have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings, or made him a little lower than God himself, which just means that you've been elevated to the point, of, to the position where the only person that's higher than you is God. Now, that's how special you are. And so if he is indeed intricately acquainted with our ways, like intimately actually acquainted with our ways, and is so concerned about us, then what are you waiting for? One thing I'm sure about is God never makes mistakes. And if he has given unto you a talent or a gift and an ability, I think you should fulfill it. Now, the next question is, how do I know what God has given me? I said, I talked about it the last time in part one, that if it comes easy to you, if it comes so naturally to you, if, if there's a nagging feeling that you got to do this thing, you got to fulfill it, you just got to do it. Something just keeps nagging at you. You wake up, you're thinking about it. You're going to bed, you're thinking about it. You might even do it as a side thing or whatever, but it's right there. It's a nagging feeling. Then just know that that's what he wants you to do. Because our consciences are given unto us, not just for approval, but for guidance, for leading. And he has given unto us measures of abilities. The Bible says that he has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and death. You need to understand how important every step you take is. How important everything you do is. God wants you to succeed. And he wants you to do so with all he has given you. So don't ever think for a second that it's not enough. Don't ever think for a second that I'm only a young man, like um, Jeremiah said, or, or, or time is gone, or time is fast spent, or I am not where I'm supposed to be, and yada, yada, like that. Making excuses for God. Making excuses that he hasn't even made. If you're scared, and if you're thinking, oh, I can't even see him, and how do I know he's there? Just know he's there. The whole basis of the Christianity, of Christianity, is actually faith. If you believe and confess, or if you confess and believe, either way, believe is involved, right? Either way, believe is involved. So you got to trust God. And like I said before, it's really important for you to know that God never makes mistakes. And if he has given unto your abilities, you bet, you bet your mind, you bet yourself, you bet everything else that he has given unto you what he thinks that is enough for you to succeed. Now, um, in part in part three, I'm actually going to talk about how to identify the gifts and talents and how to make sure that those gifts and talents are actually the ones that God wants you to use 
Okay, so that's what we're going to do in part three. And um, yes, and uh, if there's a part four, I would, I, I'll let you guys know. But I'm going to try as much as possible to make sure that it's not too long. And um, yes, that's about it. I, 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 I hope you have an understanding of what I'm talking about, okay? I do have a fantastic day. I'm also going to leave you with this amazing song, Weird Wife Featin by Justin Bieber featuring Judah Smith, Chandler Moore, and Terry Kelly. Enjoy. Bye and have a nice day, guys. Bye. Okay, just a minute. Sit.